Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. And the more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to David Norm. How are you doing, David? And where are you hanging out right now? Uwe, it's good to be with you. I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia in southeastern U.S. Excellent. Author of 12 books, including bestsellers like uh, Relationship Economics, Co-Create and Curve Benders, David Noor is globally recognized as the leading expert on the strategic value of business relationships in enterprise growth, real innovation and lasting change. And I think your mission to remove friction and enable accelerated growth is remarkable. So I'm very thankful I could talk to you today, David. <laughs> Likewise. Wonderful. So let's dive right in. So my first question to you is, who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Sure. So ideal client is typically a, a profit and loss leader, a PL leader that leads a, a functional group. It could be marketing, it could be sales, it could be strategy. And their biggest challenge is really post-pandemic growth strategies. So many believe that a lot of our strategies pre this global pandemic have become obsolete. So how do we look for net new growth opportunities and how do we remove friction from that process moving forward? Wonderful. So, and uh, you, you just mentioning friction as, as one of the challenges. So can you elaborate a little bit what that means? Sure. So if you look at internal, it's typically internal and less so the market, but the steps, the processes or uh, the systems that we use that, that tend to cause more headache and hold things back versus accelerate and move things forward. So for example, the way we sell, the way we go to market should be aligned with the way our customers buy. So if the customer is not looking for information, let's not shove them more information or let's not make them jump through hoops to get the information they need. The more of that kind of those steps that cause friction, cause problems you remove, the easier it becomes for people to work with you. I understand. And uh, this sounds like a, well, it would be an ideal symbiosis if, if it were an ideal word. But, you know, what are common mistakes uh, your clients typically make when trying to solve that kind of problem, even, you know, uh, in the, you know, after COVID or kind of like coming out of COVID right now? Sure. Three key areas. Processes, either they don't exist or they're outdated capabilities that don't they typically don't have the skill sets or the the resources to do what they need to do and then typically a technology stack so again it's become our our organizations have become so sophisticated that you really need the right technology infrastructure to connect customer information when you sell them to when they call in for service or when you see them with issues to make sure the salespeople are aware of it And marketing, sales, customer success really have to be on the same page in terms of how they engage, how they influence, in essence, how they build relationships with each and every customer. Wonderful. So it's more and more becoming a personalized experience for 
uh, the customers of uh, clients you work with. Fair to say? That's exact. That's exactly right. So, so you could have how you create. We talk about creating personalization at scale because personalization one at a time is ideal, but it's expensive and it's not really realistic. How do you create that personal experience? How do you create that one-on-one relationship at scale through programs, through technology, through a better understanding of not not just what they're trying to do, but why and what's the outcomes they're after? So that's the $1 million question, right? (laughs) Wonderful. So before I ask David, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and uh, recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So, David, um, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that kind of issue? Sure. So one of the things I a, a question, a topic that I bring up in my coaching work is I tell people to listen louder. Go on a listening tour. Go make a list of your top 20, of your top 30 really strategic relationships and go to them intentionally asking, what do we do exceptionally well? What's the one thing that we could do to improve your experience, to improve your interaction with us? If you do that, again, not through some automated survey, but through one-on-one conversations, ideally Away through a cup of coffee or a meal. If you do that, you can do that with with every you know with your most valuable customers who are willing to be candid with you. I think it'll be amazing of what you hear. So again, I call it a listening tour. Go on a listening tour and specifically ask, what do we do exceptionally well? What's one thing we could do to improve your experience in working with us? Well, here are the nuggets. This is a great insights that you're sharing with us. Thank you for that, David. <laughs> Wonderful. So, and I want to give you also the uh, the opportunity and the platform to share where uh, folks can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you uh, can direct people to that will help with that, or maybe also in a broader sense. Of course. So easiest place to go is our website, which is just norgroup, N-O-U-R-group.com. If you look under... Uh, there's a there's a free blog, there's podcasts, but there's also a free chapter of any of my books. So there's a quiz on there that that you can take. That it's an assessment that tells you how you think about how you apply your business relationships, as well as you can download a number of resources that are free and available to you. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Of course, we'll put the link in the show description. And uh, again, congratulations to your 20th anniversary. And uh, you've written 12 books. This is amazing. So there's a lot that you can share with uh, our audience. Thank you for that. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? One of the questions that I often really, really enjoy, and I've, and I've thought about this a great deal, and and it takes some time and, and there's really not a never a, a right answer. And and the question is, what is a what is a single truth that you believe in that most people may be wrong about? So what is it that you deeply believe in? What is it something that you believe to be true that others may be very wrong about? And and my answer to that one is it's very difficult. It's, it's very difficult, if not impossible, to create real innovation in large organizations. So 
if you think about the way we innovate, we have to try, we have to test a lot of different things. None of us have the answer. So only when we test a lot of things, we'll come up with ideas, products, services, experiences that are truly innovative. In a, in a, in a large organization, it's very difficult to do those experimentations. There's a reason startups, there's a lot of startups that fail, but some work and work really well is because they do experiment a great deal. So that's a question that I'm always fascinated by and one that I continue to push my clients to think about how do we do real innovation and not what's called innovation theater. Oh, I like the, the expression innovation theater. No, it, it, it's so true that, uh, yes, it just get lost. And uh, it's the dynamics between kind of like being, being a, a large organization and, uh, you know, ha I think learning the flexibility also to uh, embed innovation uh, in its core. Is that something that you follow through? And, and you're exactly right. And, and again, I talk to a lot of leaders about how do you create a culture of experimentation? How do you create an environment where, you know, again, I, I don't want my, my surgeon or my mechanic to, or if you're launching a rocket, please don't, you know, don't experiment. <laughs> but but right. by the same token, most of us are not in a, in a hospital emergency room. Nobody's dying on our shifts. So if we can you know, create a lot of small tests to test ideas, to test different approaches, different ways of solving problems, I think we'll be really intrigued by opportunities to iterate, do something better, innovate, do new things, or really disrupt, which is do new things that makes the old obsolete. And only if you create an environment that is unafraid of testing, unafraid of taking those small bets, you're not going to be able to create real innovation. Wow, uh, I hear you. So this is fantastic. And um, this brings me to my final question. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it, it is a it's, a, it's a deeply personal one. So my family and I try to uh help support um homelessness uh which is increasingly a, a challenge and uh we met uh a young lady who at 16 years old had lived in 36 different foster families and i still get goosebumps and and you feel incredibly blessed for the fact that you don't have to worry about where you're going to sleep tonight or the next meal or your safety or protection. So uh, we, we continue to help. Um, there are several places locally here in Atlanta where everything from food and shelter and clothing to, to we sponsor families for around the holidays and make sure they're taken care of. And, and it's just, you, you feel blessed when you see those that haven't had the same opportunities, those that haven't had the same access to opportunities as you had. And it reminds me of a great quote that I heard. I, I don't remember the source, but the premise is, if you're lucky enough to catch the elevator up, you better send it back down for others. And, and that's how I think most of us in the knowledge economy should feel that we were lucky. We certainly worked hard, 
but we were lucky. We we had some opportunities and, and advantages that others didn't. How do we make sure we create the same for, for other people as well? Wow, this is really a worthy goosebumps moment uh, to remember. And thank you, David, for sharing this beautiful story and also for providing uh, these opportunities uh, in your community. Thank you, David, for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.